Good morning. My name is Emily, and today we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The word of the Lord. All right, thanks, Emily. Great, I'll take it. <laughs> well, everyone, welcome again to Student Sunday. And I have the pleasure of introducing probably my favorite part of this whole service. Right now, your body might be expecting about a 20-minute sermon from myself, Bart, Mary, Tommy, Brian. But instead, today we actually get to hear from some of our outgoing seniors. This is what we call Senior Speaks. And so you'll see some stools up in front of me. And we've kind of prepped our seniors by reading this passage together of Peter meeting Jesus out on the water and taking a courageous step out of faith towards Jesus. And so what we've done is asked a few of our seniors to share, share their thoughts about this story, uh, share something from their own life, and two, to share an encouragement with us as a congregation. So would you please join me in welcoming up a few of our seniors for this morning? So Greg, Monica, Olivia, Sarah. Perfect. Mr. Gregory Wade, you are first. I have the floor. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Gregory Wade, and I've been attending Walnut Creek Presbyterian Church my entire life. Um, I'm a senior at Northgate High School, and I recently earned um, the rank of Eagle Scout as a member of Troop 818. Yeah. And I had the honor of completing my Eagle Service Project here at Walnut Creek Presbyterian Church. Um, and today, I'd like to share with you a question that I've been struggling to answer in recent months. It's not, what is God? I'll let the ordained answer that. Um, it's also not, what is the answer to life, the universe, and everything? Because the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy said that it's 42. So. The question I have been struggling to answer is one that every high school senior uh, is bombarded with in the last few months of their senior year, and it's where are you going to college? Although I was hoping that this answer would be a simple Cal Berkeley, it didn't quite end up that way. Uh, during March, I was met with a lot of, we are unable to uh, accept you into our fall semester, and a few wait lists along with that. So for the flat last few months, I've felt a little lost as I've seen a lot of my peers 
get accepted into the schools that I applied to. It was demoralizing to see four years of A's and AP and honors classes, along with a 99th percentile ACT score to lead to uh, nothing but waitlist offers and rejections. At that time, it felt like God was absent in my life and had somehow forgotten about that plan he was supposed to have for me. Growing up in the church, I've heard countless stories and testimonies of people that fe who feel like God has abandoned them in their life, and in their time of darkness, uh, they let God take control, and he turns their lives around and turns their troubles into a blessing. And I tried to remember this as I, was, uh, as I faced my time of darkness, although I, was, uh, I had trouble seeing how God was going to work through this process and turn it into something good in my life. When attending youth group around that time, I was taught about something called spiritual reflection. And what this means is just to take a few minutes at the end of your day and reflect on how God has acted in your life during that day. And I started doing this, and by reflecting on my everyday life, I started to see how God is working in me. Whether it was something small like a friendly interaction with a stranger, or something bigger like the test I didn't study for getting delayed a week. Um, I could see how God was working. And today I pray that I will be able to reflect and see how God has worked when the Warriors crush the Mavericks. So, all of this has affirmed that God is active in my life, and although my own lack of faith is the only thing holding me back in my relationship with God, God is reaching his hand out, like uh, the creation of Adam on the Sistine Chapel, where Adam is holding back, but God is reaching out. And without faith, this is only a one-sided relationship with God, where I'm actively ignoring what he's, his presence in my life, but he still continues to be an active and loving Lord. This is where I feel like Peter, who has little faith in God. When I first read this passage, my first reaction was, don't you think Peter would have a little more faith when both he and Jesus are literally walking on water? But I soon realized that this critique of Peter was more hypocritical than I would like to have admit. Um, I am just like Peter in ignoring how the Lord is present in my life and seeing how uh, he's acting when the evidence is right in front of my face, but I'm actively ignoring it. Through this examination of my lack of faith, I've tried to make a more proactive relationship with God by praying and taking time to recognize how he's working in my life. And this has allowed my faith to grow stronger and allow for a mutual love between myself and Christ. And where does this tie into the college admissions? Well, although I am still unsure about my future, I know it is in good hands. I'm faithful that God will guide me along the right path as long as I keep up my end of the deal by maintaining a, a strong and faithful relationship. And to leave you with this, the famous painter Bob Ross once said, you absolutely have to have dark in order to have light. If you have light on light, you have nothing. If you have dark on dark, you basically have nothing. It's like in life. You've got to have a little sadness once in a while so you know when the good times come. So throughout my darkness, I've been able to realize how the Lord is working through my life and recognize that God, uh, and recognize the light of God when I'm in my dark place, and I pray that you will be able to do the same.
Good morning, church. My name is Annika Altman, and I am a senior at College Park High School. And in the fall, I will be attending Cal State Monterey Bay, pursuing a degree in liberal arts with the eventual goal of becoming a teacher. I want to ask you guys a question. Have you ever been offered an opportunity to try something new? Well, my freshman year, I had a really good friend offer me, I had the opportunity to learn how to sail. Um, I was given the opportunity, I was given um, by one of my friends, I was asked if I wanted to join my high school sailing team. And at the time, I had never really sailed in a boat before. I had ridden around in some motorboats, like on the lake in the summer, going like five miles per hour, you know, really adventurous time. Um, <laughs> I had never been in a boat powered solely by the wind. Um, but my school was offering like a kind of tested out day where you could go out to the yacht club and just give it a try and see if it was something you wanted to do. I didn't play any sports at the time. I was really only in band and that was kind of my only thing. So I was like, why not? I don't have anything going that weekend. I'll give it a try. And, um, and through this, like, I saw how God can give us opportunities to change our lives for the better and to have faith to step out and try stuff. And if I hadn't agreed to sail, to try it out that weekend, my high school experience would have been vastly, vastly different. Like my freshman year was mostly me just learning the ropes of sailing. Like that's the main thing I remember from freshman year. I would go out to the yacht club every weekend, sometimes a couple of times a weekend, to go and sail around in a boat, learn port from starboard, to learn what all the ropes in the boat did, because there's a lot more than I thought there would be. <laughs> and it was fun, but since I was so new, I couldn't really go out to the races that we call regattas a lot. I couldn't travel around, I couldn't go to San Diego, I couldn't really go to Monterey. But my sophomore year, I knew how to sail way better, so I was able to travel more. My favorite regatta I've ever been to was one in Monterey called the Sea Otter Regatta. It's on the beach, you launch the boats directly into the water. It's super fun, super challenging, but a blast to do. And while we were there, we discovered that Monterey had a CSU nearby. At the time, I was starting to look for where I wanted to go to college. I knew I wanted to be a teacher, so I knew that I needed to go to a school that would offer a program for that. But now that I had found sailing, I didn't want to go to a school where I would not be able to sail. I wanted to be able to pursue that for the rest of my life. And through that, we found at the regatta that Monterey had a sailing team that was actively sailing, because that's how we found them. So on our ride home, we decided to stop and look at the school. Just feel it out, we're on our way home, it's on the way, why not? So we went over, we looked at it, we looked around. We were, I really liked the school already, we were just vibing with it. But we get out to the main quad. You look straight out into the distance and you can see the flat line of the ocean. It was a super clear day, you could see it clearly with the sun reflecting on the water. It was like a scene out of a movie, it was amazing. It was a day that changed my life. Had I never agreed to sail, had I never agreed to step out onto a boat, I would not have the happiness that I have today knowing that that's where I'm going to school next year. I would not like have the community that I have through sailing. I would not have the opportunity to work 
places where I could sail to have the opportunity to meet people through sailing. Sailing changed my life for the better. It gave me not only emotional and physical fulfillment, but it gave me spiritual fulfillment as well. It reminded me that God sometimes acts through little moments. He gives us opportunities to take or deny, but it's our choice ultimately. And through, he gave me the opportunity to learn how to sail. And that moment made me more confident in myself and was a challenge because I had to learn something entirely new to me. It, he called me to sail. He told me that that was something I needed to do. Much like how Jesus called out to Peter to step out of the boat, he called me to step into one. Thank you. Hi, Walnut Creek Presbyterian Church. I'm Olivia Brazier. I'm a senior who has been attending Walnut Creek Presbyterian Church for two years now. And before that, I was at Pastor Bart's church plant, Christ Church Lafayette, for since I was eight years old. Um, you've probably seen my mom calling us to worship on Sundays and my dad playing guitar in the worship band. And you may also know us as that family that took three minutes to light a single advent candle, which immediately went out. <laughs> I have been a Christian my whole life. Prayer and worship are the most important thing my family does together. And our church has been a constant through the most stressful times of my family life. One thing high school seniors know more about than most people is burnout. After four years of deadlines and tests and staying up late to finish projects, plus a pandemic that made it so we were never forced to go outside and get vitamin D, most of us are completely clocked out. The themes of my final semester of school have been minimal effort and procrastination. Most people experience burnout at some point in their lives, but we'll go over the symptoms just in case. Burnout can manifest as exhaustion, cynical thinking, and sometimes depression. It's feeling like your life is full of things to do, and yet you are inescapably ineffectual. That's work burnout. I want to talk to you today about a less examined variety, spiritual burnout. It has all the same symptoms as physical burnout, but rather than making your work or studies feel exhausting, it creeps into your mind and makes your relationship with God feel like a chore. It's a subtle kind of doubt that you won't notice if you aren't paying attention. To use our scriptural passage as an example, we can look at Peter. When Peter felt his doubt, he dropped suddenly into the water and found he was afraid. The doubt that comes from burnout is more as if your ankles are skimming the water and your eyes begin to wander from the face of Jesus. And slowly, but before you know it, you're waist deep and cold and the waves are very tall. The advice you get when you're getting overworked burnout is to do self-care, light a candle, and clean your room. But when you're experiencing spiritual burnout, how do you get over it? Turning inwards and focusing on yourself just makes the water rise higher. And when you're out under those tall waves, it's impossible to start lifting yourself back up on top of them. You don't have the power or the faith to pull yourself out. But fortunately for us, Jesus is also out there on the water, and he is reaching out his hand. I realized I was spiritually burned out when I went to another church's youth group for a midweek night of worship. We were singing God's praises using good old Hillsong rock. For a different Christian, that might have been fine, but I was empty. I couldn't muster up the effort to sing those victorious songs. 
Looking back, I think the reason I went to a worship service on a school night was that the Holy Spirit was working within me, and I knew I needed some kind of help. But singing with people I didn't know to songs I couldn't feel did not help. It highlighted the emptiness inside of me. I drove myself home early, and in the dark, I found myself crying. That was a wake-up call. I felt like despairing, but God was on the water with me. His outstretched hand came in the form of my parents, who comforted me and prayed with me when I got home, and it came through in my church. Matt and Rachel and the Spiritual Practices series we do every week during middle hour challenged me to start journaling and praying more consistently. At confirmation, my mentor, Kate Wood, encouraged me to try and read my Bible every day if I could. I'm not quite that consistent yet, but I'm getting there. These little habits are to spiritual burnout as bubble baths are to work burnout. They're little affirmations that God is a part of my life. I've begun to move away from the apathy and emptiness I was feeling before into a more full and active relationship with God. I used to think some people never doubted, and I thought I was one of those people. But I've come to realize that it is only by God's grace and mercy that we aren't all in the water with Peter or back on the boat with the other disciples. Jesus reaches out his hand, and grasping it, we will be able to bravely walk the watery road of faith. Good morning, church. Um, if you don't already know who I am, I'm Sarah Young. Um, I'm a senior at Northgate High School, and I'm going to be attending University of Washington, Seattle in the fall. Um, for the longest time, I thought faith meant that God would protect me from all hardships. It took a while to figure out that it wasn't about living an easy life, but rather living a life of faith in God to guide me through the things I couldn't handle on my own. I found my faith put to the test when I became the president of my school choir this past year. At first, I thought I was put in this position simply because I was the one who could carry the weight of that role. It gave me an air of confidence and pride because I was the chosen one. Of course, I quickly found that wasn't true, um, and despite my assumptions, I was not the great leader I expected to be. I thought everything would come naturally and that I would feel respected by my group members because of my decisiveness and gifted talent for leadership. As I began to make mistakes, I quickly became discouraged by my shortcomings, but throughout the course of the year, I learned that I needed to have faith in God to stay with me and guide me towards being a better leader because God had put me in that position. I started to try to be the leader that God taught us to be rather than the leader I thought I needed to be. There's been times through the, throughout the year where my desire to please the majority of the group, um, I've just, um, that in my desire to please the majority of the group, I've sacrificed the feelings of others and compromised the, relationship, the relationships I have with people I respect. Although confidence and a strong presence was important, I had forgotten the humility and empathy we were taught to exhibit. By keeping my faith in God and to lead me to lead others, I learned to be the better version of myself and lead, and lead through my respect for my group members rather than the respect I expected from them. Just like in the path, passage, Matthew 14, 22 through, 20, uh, 22 through 33, we're able to walk with God as long as we keep our eyes on God's self, and it's when we take our eyes off of God when we start to sink. It takes faith to, to keep our eyes on God and step out of the boat onto the water, especially when there's so many distractions and dece deceiving voices around us. I want to leave the church with an encouragement not to give up on God when we go through things we thought God would prevent, but rather have faith in God to stay with us and guide us through those times. Thanks.
Well, thank you, thank you, seniors, for sharing with us and offering to the congregation. Everyone, would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much for this time that we have together this morning, time where we can sit under teaching of your beloved children, these amazing seniors that we have that are really just a few of the great students that we have here at WCPC. God, we're so grateful that you have shown so clearly through their experiences, God's different experiences of fear, of darkness, anxiety, confusion. God, through all that, in looking at you, we find faith, we find courage. God, it's our prayer as a youth group that these stories would be encouraging not just to the other students here, but encouraging to everyone that's listening, encouraging to everyone who needs courage, who's feeling doubt, and who is afraid. God, would we all learn from the experience of these seniors, and would we learn to look to you? But God, ultimately, we just thank you so much for who you are, and we thank you that you love us, and it's in your son Jesus' name we all pray. Amen.